Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Welcome in podcast listeners. We got some craziness going on. Major League Baseball hopefully working its way back. Same thing with the NBA. We'll discuss the latest there. But Earl Thomas, oh my man Earl, was in a mess. You're not going to believe the details of what happened to Earl Thomas down in Austin, Texas. We'll break it down and trust me, you're going to absolutely love it. We got loaded guests as well. Frank Isola. Uh, we'll also talk with Dr. David Chow and John Morosi. All that and more. It's the Outkick Podcast. Thanks for making April the best month ever. And thanks for helping to make May even better than April. The podcast begins now. Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com. Or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. I hope you're having a good Thursday. We have some good news in the uh, in the continuing return of sports drama. According to Jeff Passan of ESPN, Major League Baseball is finalizing a return-to-play proposal. Uh, That is, uh, I'm reading directly from the story that was posted last night. Major League Baseball expects to offer a return-to-play proposal to the Major League Baseball Players Association within a week as teams have begun to encourage players to prepare for a spring training that could begin in mid-June and a season that could start in early July. Again, Jeff Passan at ESPN with this story says there are still hurdles, uh, but general managers and players from at least a dozen teams have reached out to players to suggest they ramp up baseball activities, uh, and uh, that is becoming a, uh, a larger issue. It says dozens of players are working out at team facilities around the country 
Uh, the possibility of holding a three or four week spring training at team's home stadium appeals to a number of stakeholders. And uh, it says after entertaining the idea of quarantining all players in Arizona or using three to five city hubs to hold games, there is now momentum. And again, I'm reading from the story toward the league trying to play games in home stadiums. Uh, all of this moving in a good direction. We started off the show yesterday by telling you that Scott Boris had come out uh, aggressively and said it was time to start back sports. And in particular, he had done so on the uh, on the, uh, the, the the New York Times editorial. And uh, it, it basically, this is all moving in a very, very good direction. I'm trying to read from Scott Boris. He came out yesterday as well, and I, I think this was pretty important. One thing we know, this is Scott Boris yesterday on the Get Up Morning Show. One thing we know is this virus has a clear impact. It's not going away. It has a dramatic impact on those of higher ages and people with underlying medical conditions. Fortunately, the athletes of baseball, those parameters carry much, much less risk with this. We looked at the hospitalization rates of people of this age group without underlying medical conditions. We've looked at mortality rates, both where they play in spring training in those states. One of the epidemiologists from UC Berkeley pointed out how locally observant and appropriate. So when you look at this uh, and look at that and the risk related to the players, I think they're much more comfortable now with returning. And this is the argument I have made in general, uh, which uh, has not gotten that much attention in the sports uh, leagues, which is if you look at the data, Young athletic players are in greater danger from the flu than they are from the coronavirus. I'm not saying some of these guys won't get sick. I'm sure it will happen. But the chances of someone dying who is young and healthy, who is a Major League Baseball player, an NBA player, NHL player, is very low. Uh, not to say it can't happen. I mean, young people die all the time in this country, uh, many uh, sort of unexpectedly sometimes. If you heard all those stories, you'd never walk outside your house. Uh, but by and large, most of the time, young athletes who are in great physical condition are going to be fine, uh, even with uh, the uh, the danger of the coronavirus out there. So that is one positive. The other positive is the uh, NBA is having an all-player call on Friday. So uh, again, I'm reading from this story. NBA Commissioner Adam Silver and NBA Players Association Executive Director Michelle Roberts will host a call for all players on Friday. Uh, that's the same day the league has permitted teams to reopen practice facilities. Uh, the call, in general, is that, uh, that several teams are preparing to open their practice facilities. The Portland Trailblazers, the Denver Nuggets, and the Cleveland Cavaliers have all said they plan to reopen Friday, while several other teams hope to open the next week. Uh, so there are a bunch of different teams to uh, to get back uh, and be able to get everybody uh, back and rolling in terms of the NBA. So it sounds like Major League Baseball and the NBA are both working towards a return. I think there's a good chance that by July 4th, 
which is obviously going to be a big target date and even more of a celebration, I believe, than in most years. I think there's a good chance that the uh, Major League Baseball for sure and also the NBA and maybe the NHL and the MLS as well are all back playing and that from July basically until, God, you name it, uh, like maybe through the Super Bowl, it's just going to be a embarrassment of riches for sports fans. So fingers crossed that that is going to end up being the case. Later today, by the way, uh, we will get the official release of the NFL schedule, which may leak before then, as it often does. But the NFL continuing to move full speed ahead with their schedule. We'll see whether or not any of it comes out early. Uh, but in the meantime, that is going to be released uh, this evening as a part of a big special on television. All right, I went to bed before this story broke. But I'm also told we have a vintage, ridiculous outkick story involving Earl Thomas, his wife, his brother, and another woman. What is? I haven't even read this story. I know it was up on TMZ, so you guys can fill me in. But I'm told that Earl Thomas has released a video uh, asking for our thoughts and prayers. So I'm going to play that first, and then we're going to unpack exactly what happened here. Uh, to the best of uh, best of our ability. So my agent just hit me and said that I'm going to be on TMZ tomorrow from an altercation that happened with me and uh, Nina. So I just wanted to get ahead of it. I mean, it's really not anybody's business. It's pissing me off that it got out, but it, it's the world we live in today. But instead of talking about us, just keep us in y'all prayers. And uh, stuff like this happens, bro. We try to live the best lives we possibly can, but sometimes it don't go as planned. Just pray for us, you know, as we go through this stuff. You know, we're back talking. You know, I'm, I'm seeing my kids. So uh, just keep us in your prayers. Okay, so Earl Thomas wants to be kept in uh, your prayers. And I'm, I'm going to read the story because I just pulled it up on TMZ. This came out, what, last night at uh, 11.15 uh, Eastern. NFL star, star, star Earl Thomas is lucky to be alive after cops say his wife held a loaded gun less than a foot from his head after she allegedly caught him cheating with another woman. Uh, TMZ Sports has got the court documents. Austin, Texas police responded to a home at 3.40 a.m. after getting a call. When cops arrived, they say, quote, we observed that a black female wearing an orange sweater with a knife in her, ta- in her hand, later identified as Earl Thomas's wife, Nina, was chasing a shirtless black male, later identified as Earl Thomas, with a pistol in his hand, around a vehicle that is a hell of a thing to arrive for all right so his wife was chasing him with a knife in her hand cops drew their weapons and ordered both to get the ground Uh, they complied here's nina's story according to court documents nina claims earl thomas left their home earlier in the day after an argument over the nfl players drinking she claims earl's brother picked him up but a short time later she decided to check on his whereabouts by logging into his Snapchat account. This is all from TMZ. And that's when she says she found video of Earl with another woman. Nina said she used Earl's Snapchat account to track his location to a nearby Airbnb rental home and says she called up two other women to help her confront Earl at the pad. (laughs) Nina claims she grabbed Earl's pistol a 9 millimeter Beretta in the process with the intention to, quote, scare him 
When the women arrived at the house, they discovered Earl and his brother naked in bed with other women. So they were having an orgy, I guess, although this is kind of a weird thing to do with your brother, I would think, but who knows? That's when Nina admitted she pulled out the gun, put it to Earl's head, stating, quote, she took out the magazine thinking the gun couldn't fire. Cops say Nina was unaware the gun had a round in the chamber. One in the one of the we need to see this. One of the women in the house shot cell phone video of the incident, which they say shows Nina pointing the gun at Earl's head from less than a foot away, and it can clearly be seen that her finger was on the trigger and the safety is disengaged. Fortunately for Earl, cops say the Ravens defensive back was able to wrestle the gun away from his wife. Uh, they say the cell phone video shows Nina striking Earl in the nose before it ends. Cops spoke with Earl, who essentially corroborated the story, adding that Nina repeatedly hit him while he attempted to take the firearm away. In an interview with Earl's alleged mistress at the scene, she claimed Nina also threatened her and the other woman in the house, so it sounds like there were two naked women, pointing the gun at them and yelling, I got something for all you hoes. The woman claims one of Nina's other friends carried a knife and was swinging it aggressively during the altercation. After speaking with everyone, cops ultimately arrested Nina and both members of her posse. Uh Uh-oh, TMZ called her posse here. LeBron's going to be really upset. Nina was booked for burglary of a residence with intent to commit aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, family violence, and later bonded out. Earl not arrested. Uh, And uh, Nina was also hit with an emergency protective order uh this is uh this is pretty wild when contacted by tmz sports uh the woman's attorney said i'm here to declare that my client unequivocally and categorically denies these allegations and we look forward to our day in court where we can clear her good name uh also uh earl thomas can we play that video again now it's going to make even more sense he's asked for your prayers uh as a uh, as a result of having been caught in bed naked with two women by his wife and her posse. Here is Earl Thomas once more asking for your prayers. So my agent just hit me and said that I'm going to be on TMZ tomorrow from an altercation that happened with me and uh, Nina. So I just wanted to get ahead of it. I mean, it's really not anybody's business. It pisses me off that it got out, but it's the world we live in today. But instead of talking about us, just keep us in y'all prayers. And uh, stuff like this happens, bro. We try to live the best lives we possibly can, but sometimes it don't go as planned. Just pray for us, you know, as we go through this stuff. You know, we're back talking. You know, I'm, I'm seeing my kids. So uh, just keep us in your prayers. Stuff like this happens. Bro. Yeah, you know. Bro. Happens to me all the time. <laughs> happens to me all the time that, you know, I'm naked with my brother in bed with multiple women. When my wife shows up with two of her friends, one of whom has a knife. She has a gun. She puts it to my head. I mean, stuff like this happens. I mean, I you know, I don't know how it gets out. It got out because your wife was chasing you around a car with a butcher knife and the police got called to save your life. This is the kind of world we live in. Dude, your wife was chasing you around with a gun and a knife. I don't know how stuff like this gets out. It gets out because the Austin police saved your life. I don't know how I don't know how stuff like this gets out. It's not like you and your brother we're just hanging out playing video games and somebody found out that you were cheating on Madden. You were cheating on your wife with two naked women. She tracked you down, by the way. This chick needs to be in the FBI. 
Uh, we need her on counterterrorism using all the different tools uh, to uh, to catch her husband. Oh my God! Can you? I, I mean, I just I I don't even really. There's so many levels to this. All right, if you're trying to uh, trying to assess the different angles, first of all, how about the fact that Nina Thomas, Earl Thomas's wife, calls her girlfriends, says, "I think my husband is cheating on me." And uh, other women are like, let's grab some knives. I'm with you. Like, who wants to roll in with a woman who has a gun to go confront her husband who is cheating on her? At like four in the morning, by the way. At four, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, who's just, and, and has a, and, and then is like, well, I better grab a knife. Like, what are you going to cut the girls? Are you going to cut the guys? <laughs> the other thing is, who has an orgy with their brother? I mean, I, I, that seems kind of weird to me. I, I mean, I guess. I mean, I, maybe that's normal. You guess? No, that's creepy. No, no, I'm saying I guess. Like, m- maybe there's people out there that are like, I have orgies with my brother all the time. I, I, I don't. I didn't have a brother growing up. I got three kids. I would think it was weird if two of them were having an orgy, <laughs> especially if the one of them was married. But separate orgies, you'd give them high fives. I mean, if they were single guys and they were at spring break, I guess I'd be like, all right, whatever. But. It seems weird to do it with your married brother in an Airbnb. By the way, I guess Texas Airbnb, the business is still rolling. You can't do Airbnb right now in Florida where I am. Everybody's complaining about that, probably because they can't have orgies with their brothers. Um, I, I, I just, I mean, this story is just utterly insane. I wonder what Pete Carroll's reaction was, because when many of you last saw Earl Thomas, he was being carried off the field, flicking off the Seattle Seahawks sideline. But uh, anyway, Nina Thomas, stuff like this happens as Earl Thomas just let us know. I guess Earl uh, Thomas's brothers was also married, so I think that's why one of the girls didn't accompany uh, Nina because she was married to Earl oh, Thomas's brother. You think that's true? That's the brother's wife was one of the women that yeah, was with him. Yeah, that's what I'm reading here also on Yahoo. Oh, okay, there's more details about this uh, about this story. Well, that makes a little bit more sense. It also still means there was another woman who was not married to either man that decided to yeah. show up for the confrontation. A straight road dog. I mean, <laughs> we're going to go, I'm gonna, I've am i got a gun, uh, and I'm going to put it to my husband's head. But, but why? by the way, what was she saying? If you ever cheat on me again, I will kill you? Like, she said, I was just trying to scare him. Like, I think most husbands, if their wives show up when there are two naked women in the bed with them, are scared already. I don't know that the like was she. I, I guess she was telling him, "If you ever cheat on me again, I'm gonna gonna kill you." <laughs> and then she chased him around the car with a knife. At least he took the gun away. My God, this whole thing is just crazy. I'm Am I missing him. anything in this story to bring in the crew here? No, no. Stuff like this happens, bro. Yeah, I'm praying for them. I love that he thought he was getting ahead of the story. I guess TMZ's got this report. I don't know how stuff like this gets out. It gets out because the police were called <laughs> to save your life. I mean, there's getting ahead of the story, and then there's looking ridiculous while talking about the story. That is what Earl Thomas is doing. Good to know he's talking to his wife again. I don't know about you, but if my wife put a gun to my head with a loaded round in the chamber, I think I'd probably get divorced. Yeah, it's probably over. I think I'd probably have a tough time getting over that. Ah, oh, man, NFL players. We need the season back. Although it's still the offseason, so maybe this would have happened anyway. So Earl Thomas, wife was upset that he was drinking, so he showed her by going to have a orgy with his married brother. 
Oh, my God. All right, when we come back, we'll see what uh, Frank Isola thinks about all this. Uh, unless right now he's having an orgy and uh, uh, with uh, with his married brother. And uh, in which case, maybe we wouldn't be able to get him on the phone. Uh, but stuff like this happens, guys. Just, you know, stuff like this happens every now and then. Who among us has not been chased with a butcher knife by their wife after being caught in bed having an orgy with their brother? I mean, look, it just happens. Stuff like this happens. Stop overreacting. I don't know how stuff like this gets out. The cops, you know, the cops always the bad guys here, even though they saved your life. Uh, Earl Thomas. Is he still, who is, what, what is Earl Thomas's contract situation? Does anybody know? I know that was a big story a couple of years ago, but what, I mean, if you are a, uh, if you're a team and this story is coming out, don't you on some level have to think about cutting this dude? I mean, well, he's got 32 million guaranteed. 32 million guaranteed. Yeah, with the Ravens. What if this about the Ravens? They got a statue to Ray Lewis charged with double murder. They got a Earl Thomas stuff happens. Ray Rice. Ray Rice. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, all right. When we come back, uh, we'll talk to Frank Isola about this. Uh, I'm Clay Travis. This is Outkick. Stuff happens, guys. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts? You know, O, 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 O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Kumo tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installation near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports see their kumo test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be I still can't get over this Earl Thomas story. Uh, we're joined now by Frank Isola at the Frank Isola on Twitter. Frank, this you broke like last night. You probably hadn't even seen it. I, I literally woke up and my phone had blown up with everybody talking about it. Uh, I don't even know what the craziest part is, but uh, but you're never in a good place when uh, the police are called because your wife is chasing you around a car with a with a knife after you previously disarmed her from a loaded handgun she put to your head? It brings a new meaning to the expression shelter in place, I guess, <laughs> during the uh, during the quarantine. He's got – Earl Thomas has a different way of doing it. That, I mean, you think about all the violations that happened there. First of all, you know, I, I thought nobody was allowed to go out at that time in April. And, you know, it was his wife chasing him around, carrying a loaded gun. How, how do you think the NFL is going to react to that? I don't – I mean, he's actually the victim. Right. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I guess for the NFL's perspective, at least, uh, you know, the player is the victim as opposed to the perpetrator for a I, I Can you suspend somebody? Because, uh, I mean, obviously, morally, he was making some uh, some questionable decisions, but I don't think he did anything, at least not that's come out so far that would be I mean, it's not a good look for the Ravens or the NFL, but it seems like he was mostly the victim. Yeah, that, that's always that, you know, it's it's a little murky right there. It's, should the NFL get involved in something like where, to your point, he didn't do anything illegal, but, you know, if anything, it's it's his wife. But I like how he got in front of it and said pray for him. So that was uh, pretty smart. He said things like, this, things like this happen, which is uh, one of the most <laughs> unbelievable stories ever. I mean, if your friend, like take it outside of the world of sports, if somebody you knew – was uh, having an orgy with his brother. His wife showed up, and I say orgy because it appears there were two women naked in bed with him. Uh, so your wife shows up with two of her friends, by the way, including the other guy's wife, who evidently a brother was also married. And you had, and she had a loaded handgun, and she put it to uh, Earl Thomas's head. By the way, somebody filmed this, so at some point you would think this video will leak, but. Who is that one of the women did? Who is so in control of their faculties? <laughs> Think about this for a minute. That when somebody shows up with a loaded handgun and puts it to a man that you're sleeping with, his wife shows up, your first thought is, oh, I better get my phone and make sure I record this. Well, what it also says. How do you not run? They also had a pretty good idea of where he was. 
They obviously knew what was going on. It, it was clearly premeditated that they were going to show up there and he was going to be there, and they got the camera on. But that's the way things are going now. How many times have we seen videos of some poor kid getting beaten up and people are recording it as opposed to breaking up the fight? Yeah, so, but at least at least at least then there isn't a loaded handgun involved. If somebody shows up with a loaded handgun, the last thing I'm thinking is I got to make sure I record this for posterity. I'm getting out of that room. Isn't it amazing though, too, how T, uh, TMZ gets this up? A lot of people yeah. dismiss it, uh, TMZ a lot of times. It was reported by them. If you go back to the uh, OJ trial, the National Enquirer they did something where you know they they referred to it as flood the zone. Yeah. They had more reporters. They were breaking stories left and right, but because it was the National Enquirer, ah, they were dismissing it. In fact, the couple that claimed that they saw O.J. speeding by on the Bronco, pretty close to the murder scene, they sold their story to the National Enquirer. So the prosecution did not have those two people testify because they felt, ah, well, they, they sold their story, so they're going to be less believable. I guess that's one way of looking at it, but I don't know. I mean, why would you excuse those two witnesses? They saw something. But my point is... They probably thought we got him dead to rights anyway. We don't need to worry about those two people. That's true. But the point is, the National Enquirer broke a ton of stories like during uh, everything before the OJ trial began, they, they, you know, they had stories every single day and TMZ is kind of taking over from that uh, as well. Now they get a ton of stories. People will at first dismiss it, but they have stuff. And clearly to, you know, we, we just mentioned Earl Thomas with the apology. He clearly is trying to get out in front. So he knows, he knows the story could easily get out on, uh, on TMZ. Well, the TMZ will pay for stories. So, I mean, the number of people who hear a story and think, oh, I might get a grand for this. I mean, the the wild thing is it doesn't take that much money for somebody to sell a story. You, you know what no. I mean? Like it, it, people think, oh, they must have gotten like $100,000. You give most people like $1,000 and they will rat out any famous person they know for anything. It doesn't even cost yeah. that much money for TMZ to get stories like this. But this is based on a police report out of uh, Austin, Texas. All right, so that's the Earl Thomas story. Let's circle back around here. We've got Major League Baseball, according to ESPN, working towards a uh, resolution. The the owners, the Major League Baseball side, the business side appears they've got a plan in place. They're going to present to the Major League Baseball Players Association. We've had politicians from uh, all different facets of the uh, political spectrum. Andrew Cuomo in your state of New York, where you are right now, saying he'd like to see the Yankees and the Mets play. We've also had situations where uh, where you've had certainly Donald Trump or Republican politicians come out and say they're in favor of it. Anthony Fauci, uh, the doctor, has said that he thinks it could happen. What is the latest uh, in your pers- from your perspective on New York? And do you think this idea of baseball by July is feasible. And you and I have talked about this a couple of times where Rob Anford, the commissioner of baseball, you know, really wanted to, wants to start up. That's not to say that the other commissioners don't, but I always felt all along that baseball would be the first one. And, you know, clearly they've been exploring all uh, different type of plans. Their season hasn't even started yet. My only thing would be, Clay, and this happened now in Germany where the, the Germans, the, the, the top league, the Bundesliga. The Bundesliga, yeah, right. Is, is expected to start in a, in a few weeks, in fact. Now, they have been in training, and a couple of guys tested positive, but they continue to, you know, they're, they're still moving along. Let's say they get everyone in an area together. What is going to happen if one or two people test positive? Are they just going to quarantine 
those players and just keep everything else going. That's the thing. It seems like you do have a segment of people that think, oh, once one person tests, the whole thing has to be shut down. And I think there are other people that are saying, well, no, this happens. Some people are going to get tested. They, they, might get, they might test positive, but we have to keep going. Just quarantine those people until they feel better. I think that's, to me, that's uh, as big of a part of the plan as just trying to figure out what location you're going to play and whether or not – there's going to be travel because you have to figure with all the players in major league baseball that when this thing starts and everyone's getting tested, there's not going to be one person that's not going to test positive for the symptoms. Well, not only that, the the word is that they're going to allow them potentially to live at home. So they're going to be constantly surrounded by other people who can get them ill. Now, I think the hope is as the summer progresses, this virus is circulating less significantly, but I think that's why Scott Boris coming out and saying Basically, if you look at the data, young people, healthy people are not in very much danger here. I think they're doing one that the Major League Baseball was a part of that antibody study, right, that, that they were doing. Yep. So we, we eventually will get some results from that. And I think that will probably go a long way towards calming down a lot of players because they'll find out that X percent of players have already had this thing. And if it's anything like the NBA, let's say, a lot of those players are going to have had it and been asymptomatic and never knew they had it, which is going to drive down the fear for young and healthy people. But I think I think that's I think that's right. That that's a big part of this is you're just going to have to isolate those people, quarantine them, treat them basically like they had the flu, continue to test them and give them the best medical treatment that you can until they stop testing positive and you can bring them back to uh, to to the team, just like you would if they got sick with some other virus. Now, uh, I thought that Real Sports did a pretty good job. But, you know, listen, the NBA gets a lot of credit for the fact that they, uh, you know, suspended the season. I mean, they did suspend the season after Rudy Gobert was tested positive. It wasn't like they were three weeks ahead of everybody. But, you know, they, they've done a pretty good job. But how about the story on Real Sports where they really went after all the leagues, uh, NHL, NBA, even baseball and spring training, where they kind of tracked everyone's cell phone after, like, these spring training games and people were dispersing to all areas of the country. So I, you know, to me, I think the NBA is in a situation where they clearly want to get back, but I've always felt all along they don't want to be the first league to do it. I think having some of these European soccer leagues get back helps. It's almost like they're going to be the crash test dummy in this whole thing. Because I know I, we, we, you and I talk about this as well. Down south, I just get the feeling that college football on some level is going to take place. Do I think every team in the Northeast, not that we have that many teams up here, are going to be playing football? I don't know about that. But it seems like teams in the South, and a big part of it is kids going back to campus. So football still has a, you know, a built-in window here. They still have some time where you know, the, you know, Major League Baseball, they, they used to play a 162-game season. They're talking about a July start. And the NBA, Clay, you know, I think this weekend would be the fourth or the fifth weekend of the NBA playoffs. The NBA doesn't have some kind of pl- uh, plan in place by some time in early June where you can get players together and have a training camp, is can you really have a four-week training camp at this point? I don't know. To me, three weeks is is pretty reasonable. Maybe they would have to push it and just have a two-week training camp. But they're going to get to a point. What are they going to do, finish the season in September or early, early October? So, you know, they they got to get moving pretty soon. Yeah, look, if you're in the South right now, and I know a lot of our listeners are, it doesn't feel that much different than, uh, yeah. than beforehand, right? I mean, I went to... I'm in Florida right now doing the show. I went out to dinner with my family for a third straight night. Um, and it feels a little bit weird because your serving staff comes out wearing a, a mask and they might have <laughs> gloves on. Uh, but that's the only change. 
And once you kind of, it, it feels a bit strange the first time, but once you get used to that idea, it does. otherwise it doesn't feel that much different. I mean, I said yesterday what? with Cinco de Mayo, there was an hour and a half wait to get into the Mexican restaurant. Now they're only 25% capacity. So that factors in as well. But the other thing I'm seeing happen, Frank, is if you are in Florida, nice weather, a lot of places in the South, particularly in the spring, as we move into the summer, it's it's fairly warm. They're shutting down parts of streets to allow almost European style, more outdoor tables because the data reflects that you're less likely, which I think also factors in with baseball, that you're less likely to get infected outdoors than you are indoors. And so they're trying to be smart about the data to figure out ways to get uh, get things set up. All right, so you're obviously not going to be eating with a mask on. But when people walk into the restaurant, customers, before they start eating, are people wearing masks? No, almost no one in, the, in right. Florida that I'm seeing is wearing a mask. All right, so here's where we are in New York. Like yesterday, I went to an Italian deli. Of course, in New York, that's what you're going to do. And they had a situation where there were like, there were three people inside, and the rest of us had to stand outside. And you're wearing a mask, and then you go in, and then you you know you make your order, and the whole thing, you get your food. But there are people in uh, in New York that drive with a mask on. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm always, I, I don't understand that. It, it's your car. I don't know like who you're protecting and who, what you're worried about. Why would you be driving with a mask on? People go jogging, Clay, with a mask on. Uh, that seems now, hard bring, to me too. I, it it certainly is. Now I, when I do it. I bring something with me if I'm going to pass somebody and I put something over my my face. I'm not going to run like that out in the open. What am I out of my mind? It just seems here. I think because it's the epicenter. I think you still have everyone on high alert, and there's definitely this sense of like, well, when are we ever going to return and get back to anything that's normal? Again, you know, Andrew Cuomo talked about playing at. Uh, you know, I mean, talked about the Yankees and the Mets playing. I don't know if that means they're playing at Yankee Stadium at City Field. You know, at least those are outdoor venues. When I think about Madison Square Garden, where the Knicks play, the Barclays Center, where the Nets play, both those places obviously have tons of concerts. Who the heck knows when those two venues are going to open up? Do you think, uh, Frank, uh, so the, the NFL schedule comes out tonight, and the NFL is incredible about creating their own drama around everything. Do you Amazing. think that the NFL will be less likely to put big primetime games, Monday night football, Thursday night football, scheduled events, in New York because of the outbreak. To me, that seems smart because you may not necessarily have, like you would never want to start, for instance, the first Thursday of the year in New York, even pretending the Giants and the Jets were either one very good because that seems dangerous based on New York having had, and the New York region, a much more significant outbreak than, frankly, almost the rest of the country combined. Yeah, absolutely. I think that would be the case. And we know that the Giants, there are certain games that they play when they're playing the Cowboys, certainly the Eagles, and then whatever other, you know, non-division games are going to play, they're still a big draw. It's New York. They have a gigantic fan base here in the, uh, in this area. But ne- neither team is very good. So it's not like you're dealing with a Super Bowl champion and you, you get, or a Super Bowl contender, I should say, and you're trying to get them on TV as much as possible. So I, I think if they do schedule those, uh, you know, both of those teams, maybe it will be a little bit later in the season. Certainly not in uh, September or October. I think they'd be willing to wait a little while because you would hope by then things would change pretty dramatically. At least, Clay, I would say this. We seem to be moving in a better direction, people talking about it, you know, 
you talked about the Major League Baseball, um, you know, their plan, NFL talking about reopening facilities. We do seem to be moving in the right direction. My thing is going to be, and you know, there's going to be a segment of people. All it's going to take is one person to uh, test positive, and the, you know, the, the the crew of people that are, you know, the world is coming to an end. They're going to be screaming, "We need to shut everything down again." Good stuff, as always, Frank Isola. Stay safe. We'll talk to you next week, my man. Thanks, Clay. Take care. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts? You know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix or a quick service, they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Redestein tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended and installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their redestine test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be
Eddie Garcia, what you got for me? Well, news from Major League Baseball where the league will reportedly present a timetable. And in college football, Penn State head coach James Franklin says he believes conferences should be able to open up their seasons even if a few schools in their conference can't start on time due to state-by-state restrictions. Now back to Clay Travis in the Geico Outkick the Coverage Studios. Yeah, I saw that some people are upset about that comment, but is that really that controversial of an idea? Uh, First of all, I believe that the vast majority of good college football teams are going to play. This is one of the questions that we get most frequently, I think, in the world of sports. If you're a football fan, and uh, a lot of you are, and if you're a college football fan, which a big part of my audience is, people say, hey, you know, we want to make sure that we are able to, uh, to come back and play. And I get it, why that's important. And if you look at the data points out there, for instance, in the Southeastern Conference, uh, the following schools have all announced that their kids are planning on being back on campus come this fall. Uh, and Tennessee and South Carolina both announced yesterday, and that meant that they joined LSU, Alabama, Texas A&M, Missouri, Arkansas, Georgia in making those announcements. The only schools that we haven't heard about uh, in the SEC, for instance, coming back are Ole Miss and Mississippi State. And by the way, I would be stunned beyond belief if the state of Mississippi isn't back uh, with schools open. Vanderbilt, which is at least a private school and could have different considerations than the state institutions, uh, and Florida. Now, I would be stunned if Florida and the Mississippi schools don't come back. But let's use as an example, James Franklin, let's take it outside of the Big Ten Are you telling me that if Vanderbilt said, we don't think it's safe, we're not playing college football, that the rest of the SEC wouldn't just say, okay, that's cool, bro, we're playing, right? There are 14 schools in the SEC. Vanderbilt is the only private institution. It's more of a national school than a lot of SEC schools are, meaning that people are coming from a variety of different places all over the country and around the world, more so than might probably be occurring at almost every other school and so if you told me that Vanderbilt where I'm a double alum of by the way is not going to play football this fall it wouldn't stun me beyond belief I would be very surprised but it wouldn't stun me beyond belief but it would stun me beyond belief as if you said okay because Vanderbilt's not going to play the other 13 teams in the SEC are not going to play that's crazy That's absolutely crazy talk. And again, I think all of the SEC will be playing, but the logic there seems pretty straightforward. If Rutgers doesn't want to play in the Big Ten this fall because the state of New York has had substantial impact, uh, more so than any other part of the country when it comes to this virus, are you really telling me that Penn State, Ohio State, and Michigan shouldn't play because Rutgers is sitting out the season? I mean, that's, that's crazy. I don't think there's a single person with a functional brain out there who's listening to me right now that is like, yeah, you know what? If Rutgers can't play their Big Ten schedule, we definitely have to keep Penn State and Ohio State and Michigan from playing football this year. No, Rutgers would just forfeit those games. The Big Ten would have to figure out how exactly to to count them, but they're in the Big Ten East, so I think they would just forfeit those games, and Ohio State, Penn State, and Michigan would not have to play that game and they would get credit for a win, or they would just get not get a loss, or however you want to classify it. We'll talk more about this. I don't understand why that's remotely controversial. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. 
All right, there are several different things, but I can't stop thinking about this Earl Thomas story. If you're just waking up with us, I'm about to tell you about it. First of all, Major League Baseball inching closer and closer to coming back. ESPN reports that the owners are going to give the players a proposal to restart the league this week. That restart potentially would see league play beginning around July 1st. Uh, with the ability for players to go back and start training in what is going to be called spring training part two to get them prepared to officially start the season. The NBA has a big call on Friday with all the players involved to talk about potentially bringing back their season uh, as uh, momentum continues to grow for the world of sports to be back up and running soon. This weekend, we've got a UFC event. PGA is inching closer. Next week, we've got NASCAR back. All of sports. I've been telling you this for a long time. Some people have been like, oh, you have no idea what you're talking about, which happens all the time. I've been telling you that I expect by June that we would be talking about sports being back in a big way. Uh, it sounds like I'm going to be right. Uh, and that by July everything may well be uh, back in working order. So that is where we are in the world of uh, the sports returning from the coronavirus to start off your morning. We were just talking as we finished off hour one, and I'll bring in the crew because I want to get your impressions on this. Some people are giving James Franklin uh, a uh, firing back at him over the idea that some schools could play even if not every school in their conference was playing and I'm asking for the example in the SEC, I'm saying, hey, what if the other 13 schools, all state institutions, uh, most of which have already announced that they're going to be back open for the fall, are going to play football and Vanderbilt, which is a private school, and I'm a double alum of Vanderbilt. I love the school. But if, if, if any SEC football school were going to say, hey, we're not going to play this year, it would be Vanderbilt. Does anybody out there think that if the other 13 schools are ready to play, that they shouldn't play because Vanderbilt's not going to play. And similarly, let's go to the Big Ten and let's pick the uh, the Vanderbilt of the Big Ten, a school that typically doesn't matter that much in terms of the championship. Rutgers, not anywhere near as good of an academic institution. That would be Northwestern. But Rutgers is historically irrelevant in the Big Ten and historically irrelevant in football in general. They are located in New Jersey, which has been a part of a bad outbreak because they are closely located in New York City. If Rutgers said, we're not going to play football this fall, does anybody think remotely that it would make sense if Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State wanted to play that they shouldn't? That to me is crazy. And I want to bring in the crew. Do you guys all agree with me that James Franklin's point here is pretty straightforward and correct? Every single school in every conference shouldn't have to play in order for some schools in those conferences to play. That seems like no-brainer common sense to me. Danny G, you with me? 100%. And it goes along with what you were saying yesterday about the general public. If you don't want to go outside, you don't have to. That's right. But that shouldn't affect everybody else from going outside. And this is the same thing. If you don't want your school to be involved, then okay, but the other schools are still going to play. I don't think this is remotely controversial. Dub, are you with me here that let's say Vanderbilt or let's say Rutgers decide not to play in the Big Ten or the SEC? Should the rest of the conferences not be allowed to play, the rest of the conference members? This seems like a common sense solution to me. I mean, Rutgers, have they won a Big Ten game in like the last three or four years, honestly? So, I mean, it'd be one thing if this was Ohio State. Maybe it'd be a different conversation, but 
Even if, if Ohio one, State, like let's say Mike DeWine is the governor of Ohio. We've got a huge contingent of people who listen to this show on a regular basis in Ohio. Even if Ohio State said we're not playing and let's say eight of the 14 other Big Ten schools were fine with playing, I think you still play. Like whoever is feeling like their students are going to be on campus and is feeling like they can safely play a college football season if they make the determination to do it, they should play, right? I mean, again, I think the SEC is going to play. So I think for the rest of college football, and this has been my argument from the get-go, I have said, look, every conference may not play. If I were ranking conferences based on the likelihood of their playing because California is a big part of the Pac-12, I would make the Pac-12 the least likely of the major college football conferences to play this fall, okay? But if the Pac-12 doesn't play, that shouldn't impact whether the Big 12, the Big 10, the SEC, or the ACC could play. And look, the ACC has got a massive geographic scope when you really break it down. They've got Boston College all the way up in the Northeast, uh, along with Syracuse and a lot of other Pittsburgh Northeastern schools. And then they got Miami, right? If Florida State and Miami and Clemson are going to play, even if just Florida State and Clemson are going to play, then I don't think they should be impacted in any way by what Boston College decides to do. Now, they might not be able to play as many games, and that impacts them, but if your school, like Florida State and Clemson, are in areas where there's almost no major outbreak, right? In the South in general, there's almost no major outbreak anywhere outside of New Orleans, and that was a couple months ago. The South has been relatively unscathed by this, which is why so many different southern states are already back open. But if you look at it, it doesn't make sense to me that you would allow any individual conference or any individual school within a conference to keep some places from being able to play. I'm sorry to cut you off, Dub, but like I don't even think, even if Ohio State weren't playing, if eight other schools, if Iowa and Minnesota and uh, and Illinois and a bunch of other schools wanted to play, they should. Absolutely, and I think I think this is what you just mentioned about the Pac-12 could be very interesting because there are so many Pac-12 teams in the state of California, and I mean we might get a you know a live look this fall at what that could potentially this conversation could look like in real life if in fact some of those California schools aren't on the field to play and see what the Pac-12 does. Yeah, look, in in terms of the NFL and the NBA and Major League Baseball, if Gavin Newsom is going to continue to be insanely overprotective of his state, and we had a lot of fun with the ridiculousness of the rules about what people in California can do for leaving their homes. You can play, uh, you can play badminton, but not doubles badminton. I mean, that's the kind of detailed instruction that the state of California is giving. But if the Lakers and uh, the Clippers and the Sacramento Kings, if those teams in the NBA, if the NBA is going to start back up and California is not going to allow it, they'll just move. They'll just relocate and go to Texas or they'll go to Tennessee or they'll go to Georgia or wherever, right? Those, those California teams will just relocate. Uh, and the same thing will happen in the NFL, which is why when the, the, the schedule comes out tonight, I think there's a possibility that the NFL is going to limit primetime games in New York and in California, which ordinarily they'd be focusing on because they don't want to pick a fight with either of those states right now about, hey, look, like the opening Thursday night, I'll give you an example. The opening Thursday night football game, it wouldn't stun me 
uh, or the opening Monday night or the opening Sunday night if typically that had been the Rams or the Chargers, right? Because they're opening up the brand new SoFi Stadium. They want to give all the attention to the new LA market. They want to give every chance to the Chargers and the Rams to succeed. It would be almost 100% certainty if the coronavirus outbreak had never happened, I believe, that the opening weekend of the NFL would feature a primetime game from Los Angeles. I would wager almost every dollar I have that that would have happened. Now, I think it's probably less likely because I don't think the NFL wants to start a five-month battle with California over that opening weekend of games. I think they will schedule. I'm betting. I'm betting. I think they will schedule the first couple of games of the NFL schedule and season that are otherwise being played in California. I think they'll put those teams on the road. I really do. Uh, because, I, and I could be wrong, but because I don't think they want to start that battle with, uh, with, the, uh, with the state of California. Having said that, if they do get into a real battle with Gavin Newsom, the Chargers and the Rams, they'll just relocate. They'll just move both of those California teams. We already know that the Raiders have relocated, the 49ers as well. All three of them, they will move out of California and play elsewhere. But you can't do that with Stanford. You can't do it with USC. You can't do it with Cal. And we already know that a bunch of Pac-12 schools have announced, hey, we're coming back. Oregon, Washington State, Arizona. So maybe the Pac-12 just says, hey, California, we don't need you. We'll play as an eight or nine team conference regardless. But that is, I think, the solution in general is you can't be held hostage by one state or one school that decides not to play. Eddie, does that make sense to you? Yeah, and when I heard that James Franklin had some controversial comments, I actually initially thought he was saying that unless everyone can start at the same time, then we shouldn't have college that football. That seems controversial right, to me. Right, right. But, but then I read what he actually said, and yeah, I agree with him. Look, if there are some schools or there's some institutions that don't want to start on time, maybe they don't start until the, the round the league play would start, then maybe they can do that. But you know, if, if, the, if most of the schools want to play, then they should play. Yeah, I, I think it's a no-brainer. Uh, do you make it unanimous, Roberto? Yeah, the, the schools that want to play should play. The schools that don't want to play shouldn't. And it's not fair for the schools that do want to play to be held hostage. And also with the baseball getting ready to play, if the players, some players don't want to play, then then don't play the season. And, yeah. the, players, and the players do want to play. Let the players play. It's that simple, man. I, I, I don't – look, we talk about like it's the NFL going to come back and we got the NFL schedule coming out. And people are like, well, it's not healthy. Football's not healthy. Playing football in general is an incredible risk to your body for the rest of your life. Uh, the higher level football you play, the more physically debilitating the game becomes. You exchange the risk of health to play football in exchange for money, right? You get paid well, but you might have significant health uh, issues later in your life. That is a bargain for exchange. There are lots of people every day who have dangerous jobs that they do in exchange for more money than they would if the job wasn't dangerous. There's people who go into coal mines that do it for the money. There's people who work on longshore and uh, on out in the ocean on oil rigs that otherwise wouldn't do it but for the money. Compensation is has to be increased as the danger of a uh, of a job increases, and so. I think, look, if you if you are willing to play, the risk is low, 
right? When you actually look at the data, Scott Boris, Major League Baseball agent, is correct. Young, healthy people have very low risk of becoming severely ill or dying from the coronavirus. Doesn't mean it can't happen. There's risk in life. It's impossible to eliminate it. But the odds are very, very low of there being significant issues. If you are willing to accept those risks, you should be able to play because people will watch, right? People will watch, and I think a huge percentage of my audience would go to games this fall, which will turn into another debate in and of itself. But I believe that uh, that that is a uh, that that is the way you have to break this down. If you don't want to do it, you don't have to. The same thing I would say right now as all these different states are opening up and people are like, oh my God, you can't open up. We're all going to die. No, we're not. We're going to be fine. Most of us are going to be fine. But if you are convinced that it doesn't make sense to open up, you don't have to leave your house. You don't have to work. Right? It's not a, we, we have freedom in this country. You can lose your home. You can lose your apartment. You can lose your condominium. And you can become homeless because you believe that going back to work is too dangerous. That is your right. Nobody is making you get out of your bed and get out from underneath your covers and go to work. You don't have to work in this country. Now, your family will probably suffer. There probably will be a lot less less food in your house. You'll be able to do a lot less things, but that is a choice that you can make. But for the rest of us, let us go to work. I'm sitting in a studio in Florida right now. I've taken my family out to dinner three straight nights trying to help the economy and the servers, and I've tipped well to help the economy get back rolling. People say, well, why do you share those acts that you are doing? Because I think people in public like me, I, ha- I try to be as honest with you every single day. And I tell you every day, uh, that about the things that matter most to me and the thing that matters most to me in this entire world are my three boys, 12, 9, and 5. I take them out to dinner with me because I've looked at all the data and they aren't at risk, statistically. I would put them back in elementary school if their elementary school was open because they are not at risk statistically. I care about them more than anything in the world. I would, if they were old enough, want them going back to college in the fall because they statistically would not be at risk along with their classmates. At some point, we have to get back to normalcy. You can't hide forever. And so I think a lot of the things that are getting criticized by the the media are things that the vast majority of sports fans would agree with. Oh my God, James Franklin said if every school can't play, that the schools that can play should play. Yeah, That's 100 billion percent what your average person believes. It's not controversial. It may not be what the average member of the sports media believes, but the average member of the sports media is not representative of fans. Oh, man. Anyway, I'm fired up about this. I'm also fired up about Earl Thomas. If, if If you haven't seen this story, Earl Thomas, uh, safety for the Baltimore Ravens, Lives down in Austin, Texas. He played at the University of Texas, right? Is that correct? Yeah, uh, I believe he was a University of Texas safety. Uh, and uh, when he uh, when he was on quarantine, uh, he decided, you know what? I've been drinking a lot. Maybe that happens a lot. Got into an argument with his wife about his drinking. Decided to leave. 
joined up with his brother to have an orgy with two other women. Wife tracked him down via Snapchat, showed up at the Airbnb with a loaded handgun, put it to his head, was there with a couple of her other girlfriends, including Earl Thomas's brother, her wife, his wife, double wives, and another woman. We don't know who the other woman was. Uh, they had uh, they were armed with knives and guns. Put the gun to uh, Earl Thomas's head. Police were called after he disarmed her because she then had a knife and was chasing him around with a knife in her hand. Earl Thomas there having an orgy with uh, both his brother and two other women. I was just reading the comments because I tweeted out this TMZ article. You can find me on Twitter at uh, at Clay Travis. Uh, and there are uh, there are amazing comments. Uh, the real Tosh says, "I try to stay away from orgies with people I'm related to, and when I'm married, and during pandemics." Uh, but Earl Thomas came out and he said, "Man, stuff like this happens." And he asked for your prayers. I swear to God, this is real. Here is Earl Thomas discussing the police arriving to keep him from being stabbed to death by his wife after she had previously put a gun to his head. This is Earl Thomas letting you know stuff like this happens. He has no idea how a story like this got out, but everything's good now. So my agent just hit me and said that I'm going to be on TMZ tomorrow from an altercation that happened with me and uh, Nina. So I just wanted to get ahead of it. I mean, it's really not anybody's business. It's pissing me off that it got out, but it's the world we live in today. But... Instead of talking about us, just keep us in your prayers. And uh, stuff like this happens, bro. We try to live the best lives we possibly can, but sometimes it don't go as planned. Just pray for us, you know, as we go through this stuff. You know, we're back talking. You know, I'm, I'm seeing my kids. So uh, just keep us in your prayers. Stuff like this happens, bro, is one of the most all-time unbelievable lines. Stuff like this happens, bro. Really? Does stuff like this happen very often? Do you think that what percentage of my audience, millions of people every month listen to Outkick related content? What percentage of my audience do you think has had an orgy with their brother, had their wife show up and put a gun to their head, and then had police called because their wife was chasing them with a knife around the car outside? I think it's fair to say that for 99% of people who are going to listen to me, that stuff like this doesn't happen to them. Is it 99.9%? It's 0.0001. I mean, if you guys read that my wife, I don't have a brother, but let's presume that I, if you guys, like if, if I overnight, you were like, man, Clay's going to be on TMZ. And the story that came out was, during the quarantine, uh, I'd been drinking too much. I think a lot of you would be like, well, I totally, totally can see that. All right, I'll, I'll sign up for that. My wife told me I'd been drinking too much. We got into an argument. I left. And then I had an orgy at an Airbnb. My wife showed up and put a gun to my head with her girlfriends, by the way. Showed up with girlfriends, put a loaded gun to my head. It's all on video. That then she chased me around a car with a butcher knife and the cops were called. If I showed up after that story dropped on TMZ and I said, by way of explanation, stuff like that happens, bro. What do you think would happen to me? 
Would I get to keep my radio show if I am Earl Thomas in this story? I didn't. Earl Thomas got a gun put on his head. He didn't really do anything wrong criminally. I don't know that I would get to keep my show. I hope I would, but I think Fox Sports Radio might say, ah, you know what? I don't know that we can have a guy on national radio who has this happen and then comes on and says, stuff like this happens, bro. Stuff like this happens, bro. Uh, And also, can we play that one more time? The other thing is him, I wish this stuff didn't get out. It got out because the police were called because your wife had a loaded handgun at your head, and then that wasn't enough. She was also chasing you with a butcher knife. That's why it got out. It didn't get out because somebody leaked a story that happened privately in your house that wasn't criminal. It got out because the Austin police saved your life. Let's listen one more time to Earl Thomas. Stuff like this happens, bro. We got to make sure we grab the stuff like this happens, bro, as a uh, as a, uh, a a point there. So my agent just hit me and said that I'm going to be on TMZ tomorrow from an altercation that happened with me and uh, Nina. So I just wanted to get ahead of it. I mean, it's really not anybody's business. It's pissing me off that it got out, but it, it's the world we live in today. But instead of talking about us, just keep us in y'all prayers. And uh, stuff like this happens, bro. We try to live the best lives we possibly can, but sometimes it don't go as planned. Just pray for us, you know, as we go through this stuff. You know, we're back talking. You know, I'm, I'm seeing my kids. So uh, just keep us in your prayers. It's the world we live in today. Damn no, world. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that every world that we've ever lived in, if you're an athlete and your wife is chasing you with a butcher knife around outside and the police are called, that that would be a story. I'm pretty sure if on video your wife puts a loaded handgun to your head, that would be a story. That's not the world we live in today. I'm glad Stuff every- like that doesn't happen to most people, bro. I'm glad everything's okay now and he's seen his kids like he mentioned. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure that this relationship is going to recover from this. Who among us hasn't gotten back with their spouse after their spouse put a loaded handgun to their head and chased them around with a butcher knife? And I'm still blown away by so many details in this story, but the fact that three women showed up, that that when that when Earl Thomas's wife Nina was like, I'm gonna go bust my husband for having an affair, that she had two ride or die girls with her. That they were both like, Hey, we got you. We're going to show up. You get that gun so we can be accessories to murder. Oh, my God. All right, when we come back, we're going to be joined. Who's up next? John Morosi. We'll see if John Morosi's ever been chased around a car by his wife uh, with a butcher knife. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts? You know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield 
wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service, they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Goodyear tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their goodyear test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be we're joined by John Morosi. He's our Major League Baseball insider at J-O-N-M-O-R-O-S-I is where you can find him on Twitter. John, appreciate you getting up early with us here. Uh, how optimistic are you based on reports about the Major League Baseball owners working towards a proposal to provide to the Major League Baseball players? What do you think we're headed for here? I believe we are headed for baseball in 2020. I believe that there's a, a better than 50-50 chance that we will see it. Uh, the exact dates are still uh, being worked on. I, I know the report uh, this week from Trevor Plouffe, the former Major League Baseball player, third baseman, that uh, the, the targeted start date is July 1 with spring training uh, resuming on June 10th. Uh, I, I do believe that is possible. But, uh, Clay, at this point, as we've talked a lot during the last several weeks, there are still multiple different iterations of what this plan could look like. Uh, this is perhaps uh, the most ambitious and hopeful one, but, but I do believe it is one that is realistic as well, that, that we could potentially see baseball coming back with a regular season in the early days of July.
Do you think this Major League Baseball season, let's start with the, the, the spring training. It seems like the idea might be that spring training would take place at the football, I mean, at the stadiums, like at the facilities where the guys are ordinarily playing, or do you think they would go back to Arizona and Florida and do spring training where they ordinarily do spring training? I think both scenarios are still active and possible, Clay. Uh, one of the benefits of the of going to your spring training location is that it's very possible we will still see some level of activity going on at those locations during the course of the year for a couple reasons. Number one, that you would keep a, a, a taxi squad, uh, a, a, an available group of players there ready to play uh, if needed, uh, based on obviously illness or injury during the course of the major league aspect of the season. So you will likely have some level of activity there to begin with, and so if that's the case, why not have your, your spring training there? Uh, the, the other part is that those spring training sites could become the, the fallback options if you start playing during the course of the summer and, and, and the fall, and then, um, unfortunately, if there were to be a second spike of cases in your city in the fall that would necessitate a different plan that perhaps you would then regroup and go back to that location anyway. So the, the, I suppose the, the one, the one downside, the, the, the two downsides to that plan uh, would be number one, the weather, because of course it could be, you could be dealing with very high temperatures in the likes of Arizona and Florida during, during the middle part of the summer. Uh, and the other part is logistically MLB and the players, they may just say, Clay, listen, we, we want to get to where we're going to be as quickly as possible to eliminate a second uh, bit of travel and, and sort of resettling in our families after a period of uh, nearly a month. And so that, that could fall in the category of just get to your major league city and, and get settled as quickly as possible. Uh, of course, the one challenge, Clay, is that if you're the Seattle Mariners, if you're uh, any number of teams that are a bit more geographically isolated, you're basically just going to be playing intra-squad games uh, because you're not able to just hop on a, a quick trip and, and be able to play an actual game against somebody during the course of the new spring training. Okay, so there had been reports, and I think we talked about this last week, of a sort of triple region setup for Major League Baseball potentially this year where you would have an East, a Central, and a West, and the 10 teams in each of those regions would play against each other the vast majority of these games. Do you think that is also still in play, or do you think we would see a more traditional lineup when it comes to divisions uh, and, uh, and, and, and so on and so forth? I do believe that three-division format is still very much in play, Clay, and it may well be the most optimistic version of the the possibilities there because it would allow the, the teams and the players to continue to be based at their home stadiums, which is very appealing because uh, to a lot of the players, it would allow them to be with their families half the time, as opposed to the more restrictive uh, quarantines, uh, the bubble city idea that was mentioned early on about Phoenix. So I think that, that to me is both a realistic and a hopeful uh, version of what the league could look like. And then you're probably looking, Clay, at a scenario where rather than having three different leagues play off uh, in, in, in October or the fall, that you would probably just take the best 12 
records across the three divisions, uh, or maybe it's 14, depending on how you want to do it. I, I know the 14-team the playoff structure was mentioned uh, in reports what seems like a lifetime ago, uh, back in the winter when, when it was revealed that uh, baseball was working on some different scenarios by, uh, by Joel Sherman of, of the New York Post. So I, I think those, those ideas are all there, and, and the, the postseason structure would, would be unique. But in general, I think baseball is just optimistic about the fact that they'll be able to get back on the field, and, and those particulars of the postseason will, will probably be one of the last details that's handled. How big was Scott Boris coming out with a New York Times editorial and saying it's time for baseball to come back? And how planned do you think that was? Because he's kind of the conduit, right, between players and between owners. Uh, by which I mean that he's the guy who negotiates with the owners for the contracts for the players. So he's kind of got a foot a little bit in both camps at least. And also for Scott Boris to come out and say something that is true, but I haven't seen a lot of other people say, which is for young, healthy players, uh, which is obviously the vast majority of Major League Baseball athletes, uh, that the, the amount of danger from the coronavirus is relatively low. Uh, how important and impactful was his statement uh, that was delivered yesterday? I think, Clay, that it's it's certainly important and and uh, a real valid uh, point that you've got uh, one of the main voices in the game raising uh, some some key issues right now in, in the New York Times and in a very big platform in, the, in that manner. I think that the, the the more important voices, candidly, are probably still Rob Manfred, the commissioner of baseball. And Tony Clark, who's the, head of, who's the head of the union, and I think ultimately it's going to, to fall to them to, to put the final touches on the on the agreement. But Scott, when you consider the amount of players he represents and, and uh, what a phenomenal winter he had, of course, last winter with a lot of his uh, high-profile clients signing major deals, uh, it it does affirm that there's a pretty substantial voice among the players group that. That from both from a a desire to play, but also the the feasibility and the economic decision to play and the personal decision to play. You've got someone who's a pretty strong advocate for players who who is advocating to get back and play, which uh, I think is a very important uh, emotion and opinion to to be expressed in, in that venue. So I, I don't think it was necessarily coordinated by the commissioner's office that that scott would do that scott speaks for himself and and is uh, very much his own person in that way but i i do think it's it's arriving at a pretty crucial time and uh, and is a is an affirming voice by someone who i know myself and my years covering the game when large questions come up i i really do appreciate scott's perspective and he's always very thoughtful in how he conveys his uh, his point of view and i think that was certainly the case this week as well Uh, What else do we need to know about the potential return from Major League Baseball that you are hearing? Final question for you. Well, I I think in general, I I would say the last several days uh, in in exchanging texts with managers and and, uh, and agents, I mean, there there is optimism. The optimism there is real. And and I I also think we we should be mindful that, that there are still some hurdles here that we should not, as, as American sports fans, get too, uh, too down if, if we hear about complications because I think that's a, a, a reality of the day. I, I would just say in general that baseball fans should keep the faith that the people in the sport are really uh, optimistic about playing this year. And, and uh, we must now just kind of wait to see what the, what the exact particulars are about where and when. But, Clay, I, I do believe my, we're going to play ball this year.
Outstanding stuff. John Morosi, uh, you can follow him on Twitter, J-O-N-M-O-R-O-S-I. We'll talk to him next week. Hopefully have better news. Uh, continue to grow there about the return of Major League Baseball. This is Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Bridgestone tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended and installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their bridgestone test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be we talked yesterday about the murder hornet. This is an Asian uh, hornet that is trying to uh, trying to infiltrate uh, the United States. It puts honeybees at danger. One of the most interesting facts out there is that honeybees were not native to the United States or to this continent until Europe brought them over. They've now spread, took them 200 years 
to go from the East Coast to the West Coast. They're now everywhere in the Murder Hornet. Well, it has a nasty sting. How nasty? A YouTube. Uh, who is this guy, Danny G? A YouTube guy decided to see what it would feel like to get stung by one? Yeah, his name is Coyote Peterson. He made his name on YouTube. He's famous for letting animals and insects bite and sting him. He's also the new host of Animal Planet's new series called Coyote Peterson. Now, he did this back in November of 2018. Weren't even calling them murder hornets at the time. He was calling it a giant Japanese hornet. But, of course, this is making the rounds right now because everybody's really impressed that he let one of these murder hornets sting his arm. Here's what it sounds like. I haven't been this nervous since the train shall hawk. Sure you want to do this? Yeah, there's no turning back now. All right, you guys ready? Ready if you are. I'm Coyote Peterson, and I'm about to enter the sting zone with the Japanese giant hornet. One... Here we go. Three. Oh, this thing just stuck in my arm. Oh. How bad is it? Oh man, wave of dizziness really quick. Ah! Oh. oh, searing pain. Absolute searing pain. There's where the stinger went in right there. Did you not see how slow this thing was? Oh! I see blood. Ah! Oh my gosh! Ah! Ah! Oh my gosh! I know it's tough to describe it. You gotta describe it for me. Okay, 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 okay. My hand is completely seized up and locked in place. This is like the tarantula hawk. Look at the swelling that's beginning to form on my arm. Forearm is incredibly tall. Only about 45 seconds have gone by. Careful not to throw the cliff edge, by the way. Yeah, let's, let's, let's move it over here. Back up, back up, back up, back up. Ah! You gotta tell us if you're in trouble. Uh, so uh, that that is what you gotta look forward to. No wonder my kids watch YouTube all day long. I mean, that's literally all they watch. And uh, it's because they watch people get stung by hornets and they can't stop. So uh, the Chinese uh, murder hornet or the murder hornet, Asian murder hornet. I hope people don't get in trouble for referring to the murder hornet as being from Asia. That's racist now, right? Like if you reference, despite the fact that uh, Lyme disease from Lyme, Connecticut, Ebola is a river in Africa. All of these different diseases, Spanish flu is from Spain. Everything is uh, defined by where it derives from, except it's racist to say it's the Wuhan flu. Or to... Or to say that it's a Chinese flu. So are we going to have to say that the Asian murder hornet is not actually from Asia? You can just say murder hornet. Now, how much money would it take, Clay, for one of those stingers to be put in your arm? As long as I knew that it would just be a stinger. I mean, I don't even like getting my finger pricked, right? I mean, I'm still like, if you tell me I have to go get my finger pricked to, to get like blood drawn or anything else, like it makes me kind of shiver to even think about that. Uh, so my coyote think- basically passes out at the end of this video. Yeah, I mean, I would think, I mean, I don't want to die from it, right? I don't want to voluntarily choose something that could kill me. So I'd want like a medical professional to ensure me that, assure me that I would be okay. But then I don't know. What do you think? Uh, $100,000? If the Lock It In producers came to you and said, Clay, this would be huge ratings. Would you do I mean, it for the show? 
Well, no, because ratings don't. I mean, in the one day show, no. I mean, I'd probably you'd probably have to pay me a hundred grand to do I'm it. I'm sure they would replay bits and pieces of that every day on the TV show. Yeah, but that doesn't get me any money. I mean, I'd have True. to be paid cash money right now. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Final hour Thursday edition. Hope wherever you guys are. You are having a good start to your Thursday. I want to thank you guys again who listen on the podcast for making April the biggest month in the podcast history. I hope you guys are enjoying your May so far. We haven't had a lot of sports for a long time now. What's the date? I don't even know the date. Everything runs together. It's May the 7th. All right. Almost been two full months since Rudy Gobert went out with, uh, with the positive coronavirus test that shut down effectively sports across this country. Uh, well, in the two months since then, the overall number of uh, infections has increased, and now we are on the backside of that initial outbreak. And to be fair, it's taken a while, but there is a lot of optimism in the world of sports in general. Let me just kind of walk you through, because it's been a very slow motion past two months for many of us. March and April felt like they lasted forever. We're now into May. Um, and we know that the UFC is taking place this weekend. So the UFC event is going on this weekend. Next weekend, we have got PGA golf going on. Rory McElroy and other guys, plus NASCAR is coming back. The week after that, we have got Tiger Woods against Phil Mickelson, Tom Brady, and Peyton Manning involved as well. June the 11th, we have the return of the PGA. We've got the Bundesliga coming back in Germany uh, and many other different leagues associated with that returning as well. And uh, we also know now that Major League Baseball is working on a potential return around July 1st. Reports from ESPN's Jeff Passan. We just talked about this with John Morosi. Morosi told us he expects for Major League Baseball to be back. And the conversation that is ongoing right now is among owners. They have got a plan in place and they will be conveying it to the Players Association. And that plan would involve Major League Baseball returning around July 1st, which would be obviously a very big deal to get Major League Baseball officially back underway. The NBA has a big call on Friday involving the return of uh, the NBA potentially. All the players are going to be on that call uh, as they try to figure out what makes sense in the NBA. In the MLS, players are allowed to, uh, to be back at facilities and starting to train. Uh, and the NHL has been working on its own uh, plans as well. I have been saying from the get-go for months now, Danny G can attest to this. I said, hey, we may need to take our vacations in May because I think by June and July, sports are going to officially be back. Now, one thing I got to figure out is I promised everybody I would be here every day during the coronavirus outbreak. So far, we have not missed a day on OutKick. I don't know that there's hardly any other national radio shows where the host hasn't even missed a day of the show with no sports going on when can I actually take a vacation Danny G what has to happen in order for me to be able to take the vacation because my thought is usually 
July is kind of a dead month. August is kind of a dead month as we get ready for football. And then once football starts, it's officially sort of crazy, right? But right now, you look around and I'm starting to think, man, by July, if we have all these leagues coming back, it could be pretty, pretty crazy and busy from July all the way through the NFL in February. When do you think I should go away? That's a really good question. I mean, when are other people taking vacations? Because usually I I, I go away in the summer because it's quiet, it's dead. But I, I don't think I've missed a day since uh, we went, family gets away in February around President's Day. And so, uh, but that's, I've taken like three days off so far this uh, this year. Maybe we so, go during NFL preseason? I don't even know what the NFL preseason is going to be. I know. Like. That, there's so many question marks. Because my kids are going to be back in school at some point. And the other thing I have to do is balance out whenever TV comes back. Because we have, we're doing digital videos right now for Lock It In. But I think uh, ESPN announced that all their studio shows are coming back May 11th. And I would bet that Cowherd will be back in studio. Whitlock will be back in studio. Everybody's going to be back in the Fox studio sooner rather than later, I would bet as sort of the the restrictions begin to be lessened significantly across the country. I don't know. I I I want I want there to be official announcement of sports being back and then maybe I can go away and let Jason Martin sit in for a little bit. But yeah. I don't know. It's a good question. I think it's a TBD situation. It is indeed TBD. What's not TBD? Uh Earl Thomas. This story is if you haven't heard it, I mean it's just absolutely insane. Uh, Earl Thomas, the safety for the Baltimore Ravens, all pro safety for the Baltimore Ravens, uh, is this is this is all according to TMZ and the Austin, Texas police report that they are quoting from. Earl Thomas got into an argument with his wife over the fact that she said he was drinking too much. Probably a lot of you out there are like, well, it's a quarantine. I can see maybe how people could be drinking too much. So maybe you've had arguments with your wife uh, or your girlfriend or your husband or your or your boyfriend, whoever it is. Maybe you've had an argument about drinking too much during the quarantine. There probably have been some debates and disputes about that. What happened after that, not so normal. Uh, Earl Thomas left his wife, went to an Airbnb, met up with his brother, and then they had an orgy with two other women. Earl Thomas and his brother, his wife got on his Snapchat, realized what was going on, and as a result, she showed up at the Airbnb, but she didn't just show up to confront him. She brought two girlfriends with her, one of which was the wife of Earl Thomas's brother. We don't know who the other woman was. And she brought a loaded handgun and put it to Earl Thomas's head. He managed to disarm her. This is evidently all on video. And then, and then she was not content with that. She had a knife and she was outside chasing him around with a knife. Earl Thomas was uh, protected by the Austin police who showed up and demanded that both parties get on the ground and they managed to disarm his wife, Nina, I believe is her name. She was uh, arrested, and Earl Thomas found out that this story was going to come out, and he wanted to make sure that he got ahead of it, and he released this statement. 
So my agent just hit me and said that I'm going to be on TMZ tomorrow from an altercation that happened with me and uh, Nina. So I just wanted to get ahead of it. I mean, it's really not anybody's business. It's pissing me off that it got out, but it, it's the world we live in today. But instead of talking about us, just keep us in y'all prayers. And uh, stuff like this happens, bro. We try to live the best lives we possibly can, but sometimes it don't go as planned. Just pray for us, you know, as we go through this stuff. You know, we're back talking. You know, I'm, I'm seeing my kids. So uh, just keep us in your prayers. Stuff like this happens, bro. The comments uh, when I tweeted out this uh, this story were fantastic on Twitter. I'm going to read you some of the best ones uh, that are out there right now. Stuff like this happens, bro. Yeah, I don't know about you, but I've definitely heard about stories like this happening all the time. Definitely have an orgy with my brother during a quarantine. Uh, definitely expected to get a gun put to my head. Definitely had to have the police called to stop my wife from stabbing me to death. Uh, and, uh, this is, uh, this is a, uh, this is pretty amazing. Uh, he wants your thoughts and prayers. Uh, several different people respond. I try to stay away from orgies with people I'm related to and whom, and when I'm married and during pandemics, that's the real Tosh, uh, which is pretty fantastic. So many questions asked Hal. was he wearing a mask? How do you do social distancing orgies? Uh, not bad there as well. Uh, there are so many different amazing comments. Uh, stuff like this happens. We try to live the best lives we possibly can. Sometimes it doesn't go as planned. Joseph McCarthy says, Earl's right. Who among us hasn't reacted to a riff with our spouses by going out and having an orgy with our brother? Uh, it's just your Florida man. Uh, one of many Florida men. It's just your classic boy meets girl. Boy and his brother run a train. <laughs> Until <laughs> girl breaks it up at gunpoint story. A tale as old as time, really. Uh this is uh this is like just stuff like this happens, Earl Thomas. I just I look at this and I just I I can't believe that this is a uh, real story. Been a rough time for Earl Thomas. When last we saw Earl Thomas, you might remember, Earl Thomas was talking about how he was gonna stop Derrick Henry. And then do you remember that play? Uh somebody put it in the comments, uh the video of it. Uh, but, uh, but, but, (laughs) but Earl Thomas got used as a lead blocker by Derrick Henry. Do you remember that play where Derrick Henry stiff armed him and, uh, and used him basically as a, uh, a lead blocker for him? Uh, this is, uh, this whole story is just, uh, is just flat out unbelievable. What's the most surprising? (laughs) Let's, let's bring in the crew. (laughs) What is the most surprising part of this story? First of all, is it what? How many people have to be involved for it to be an orgy? Is four people an orgy? I don't know if that. Is I thought the it was definition six. of an orgy. Yeah, you thought that, it was six. Is there an actual four definition people, that's of a an foursome. orgy? Isn't that just a foursome? I mean, is a four like I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, you could just make the yeah. argument. Well, isn't that just a five sum or isn't that just a six sum? Right. I, I don't know. I mean, when does when does it go? I, I think to me. You have the typical sex. And if any kids people, are listening, we're talking about golf right now. Most people, it would be man and woman. Might be man and man. Might be woman and woman. Yep. All right. That's a typical sexual relationship for like most people. And then you have the step up to the threesome, which involves a third person. But I don't think you go foursome. I think once you get to four, you go from threesome to orgy. You guys disagree? You would say foursome? We're all Googling foursome right now. Foursome sounds like a golf foursome i think if i think if four people is an orgy 
It says here on the internet that it has to be five or more to be considered an orgy. Well, why did they stop the party? Sure. A party consisting of at least five members. If Earl Thomas had been a real baller, he would have gotten his wife to make it an orgy. When she showed up with the gun, he would have been like, baby, I know you're mad at me right now, but you should get naked and get in bed with everybody else. Let us let me make it up to you. That would have been the real baller move. That's what Derrick Henry would have done. We need five uh, to meet the strict internet guidelines. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, so this, uh, maybe you need five. All right. So I, I, the whole thing here is, is amazing. Do you think that he recorded only one version of his apology when he said stuff like this happens, bro? Do you think he sent it to end? Like, oh, that was definitely were, a first taker right there. Like, wouldn't you want to spend more than one take on this and yeah. like send it to your agent? And he'd be like, Hey, maybe don't say stuff like this happens, bro, because I don't think it happens for most people. I don't think most people get guns pulled on themselves while having an orgy with their brother. I don't think that happens to most people. And I don't think the police get called when you're getting chased with a butcher knife by your wife. But I don't think most people are really going to be like, hey, it's stuff uh, like that. I also love, it's that, let me really hear that one more time. I, I love Stuff like this happens, bro, is an amazing line. But blaming people the for the era that we live in, yeah. the fact that this got out, l- let me hear this. Let me hear Earl Thomas uh, discussing his foursome, uh, not a golf foursome, uh, and uh, in general here. So my agent just hit me and said that I'm going to be on TMZ tomorrow from an altercation that happened with me and uh, Nina. So I just wanted to get ahead of it. I mean, it's really not anybody's business. It's pissing me off that it got out, but it's the world we live in today. But instead of talking about us, just keep us in y'all prayers. And uh, stuff like this happens, bro. We try to live the best lives we possibly can, but sometimes it don't go as planned. Just pray for us, you know, as we go through this stuff. You know, we're back talking. You know, I'm, I'm seeing my kids. So uh, just keep us in your prayers. We shouldn't be it, talking about this. Yeah, it pisses me <laughs> off that it got out, but it's the world that we live in today. This is the world's fault. I don't, what world is he thinking that if you get a gun pulled on you by your wife and you get chased around a car by your wife with a butcher knife and the police are called, that it's not going to be a story? That's not the world that we live in today getting you down. That's just the fact that your wife was chasing you with a knife and you're a famous guy. That's always going to have been a story. Oh, man. Uh, That is Earl Thomas, uh, and uh, that is an incredible story. Maybe the Ravens will make a statue to, to Earl Thomas like they did to Ray Lewis. And what did his wife allegedly yell when she entered the room? I got something for all you blanks. <laughs> I mean, that is picture it. That's we, like a movie. She has a gun. <laughs> she walks into the room. Her husband and husband's brother are butt naked in the bed with two women, and she's holding the gun and she screams, "I got something for you blanks." For you hoes. We can say it. I got something for you hoes, and she's got a handgun. And then she doesn't actually have anything for the hoes. She's got it for her husband. I mean, how about one of the other women? She recorded the entire thing. I can't wait till this video gets released. But if some, if you are naked, all right, and suddenly someone barges into the room that you're in with a gun, 
would your first thought be, I got to get this on tape? Yes. In today's world, how did the wife find out where he was? Snapchat. So they're all Snapchatters. So of course this girl's recording it. First thing you think is, I got to make sure that I get this on video. You're naked in bed and somebody has just come in with a gun. And your first thought is, oh, let me get my phone so I can make sure I don't miss any of this. Unbelievable. Unbelievable story uh, overall. Earl Thomas, Baltimore Raven legend. Up next, we're going to be joined by Dr. David Chow. We'll find out if he is concerned about stuff like this happening, bro. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield? wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. 
Choose from the full line of Bridgestone tires, shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Bridgestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Have you heard the news yet, Dr. Chow, about Earl Thomas? I did see something about Earl Thomas. Yeah, yeah, he was in an orgy. His wife showed up with a gun in her hand, screamed, I got something for you, hoes, and later ended up chasing her husband around a uh, car with a knife in her hand. Police arrived, saved Earl Thomas from being stabbed to death. Earl Thomas released a statement. He said, among other things, stuff like this happens, bro, legitimately, and it pisses me off that it got out, but it's the world we live in today. That is an all-time uh, response uh, lesson. You, uh, What do you think the response would be, Dr. Chow, if you were like, hey, I can't come on the show this morning, like you texted me in the middle of the night, and then we found out, TMZ, that you uh, that you had been in an orgy. Uh, do you have a brother? That's the other. There's so many crazy factors here <laughs> that I can't even break all this down. And then you came on the next time, and you were like, yeah, sorry I missed uh, last week. Stuff like that happens, bro. I'd be like, wow, that's the doctor must live a lot more exciting life than I expected. <laughs> uh, I think that's way above my pay grade. I don't <laughs> think I've, uh, you know, uh, have much experience in that world. Uh, unfortunately, I kind of wish I did. Um, we're talking to, uh, not with my, I don't have a brother. I don't even know how that ends up happening. Uh, we're talking to Dr. David Chow. All right, so we've got, uh, let's go into, let's just transition from Earl Thomas's orgy to the, uh, to the return of sports. Major League Baseball seems to be working towards getting back. And I, I thought this was interesting, and I think you could speak to this certainly. Uh, Scott Boris, who is a major player agent, came out and said, hey, when you look at the data, young, healthy people are not actually in danger very much from the coronavirus, meaning the Major League Baseball players themselves. There hasn't been a lot of talk about this for NBA purposes, return of league purposes, and everything else. If you were a team doctor, and you were a team doctor for the Chargers, and your owner came to you, or your GM, or your coach came to you and said, how much danger are our athletes under from the coronavirus? What would you tell them based on what you know? Well, there doesn't seem to be a lot of danger related to young and healthy people, whether students in schools or professional athletes. The concern, of course, is what about other staffers, coaches, et cetera, but also uh, family and society in general, right? I mean, uh, the athletes themselves may not uh, be at grave danger, but they're a vector for potential spread as they travel around, and especially for elderly and those with other medical conditions. Uh, the one thing that I would point out here is that, uh, you know, people seem to forget this, but, uh, you know, we, we walk down the sidewalk and we dodge each other and so forth wearing masks. But people forget that Rudy Gobert, when he tested positive, the player that guarded him the night before and the player that he guarded uh, for the game the night before, including the entire other team, none of them tested positive 
for COVID. So we have to be careful about looking into this. And, you know, as we turn to baseball, people say things like, you know, how are you going to hold a runner on first base because you're going to be close contact and within six feet? Uh, You know, that's a potential concern, but the advocates for contact tracing, which is the most, I guess, strict form of trying to control the virus, uh, it's not like you, whoever you came in contact with 48 hours before you had symptoms would be part of the contact tracing. They only contact trace someone you've been within six feet of for 15 minutes or longer. So it's a continuous exposure to droplets, not just walking by on the street that, that has to be a worry or holding the player on first base. Yeah, that, that's that's important here because I do think uh, in terms of the contagion, it's prolonged exposure because if you think about it, every single person probably in Walmart or uh, or a grocery store who works there, right, would have been in contact in some way within a few feet of someone who probably has been infected, right? I mean, it's almost impossible that that wouldn't have happened when you consider how many people are coming in and out of a grocery store or a Walmart for that purpose. Yet, by and large, we haven't seen incredible rates of infection for, for instance, grocery store workers. Well, you know, look, uh, I'm not trying to say that uh, this is nothing and you can't get it. Clearly, it's more infectious. But the numbers are, you know, 1.1 or 1.3 for regular flu and 2.2 or 2.5 for uh, coronavirus, i.e. every person who has the regular flu will spread it to a little over one person and everyone who has coronavirus it seems you can spread it to a little over two people so on the one hand you can say it's twice as uh, dangerous in terms of spread on the other hand it's not like movies in the movies where it's like going like wildfire hopping one to the next uh, because it, you walk by somebody so i mean there needs to be some some medical understanding of what's going on Look, even if the country does open up, I think there's enough fear right now. I saw that you went to a restaurant, et cetera. I think yeah. without any laws saying only 25% capacity, at least here in San Diego, I don't think if you open up restaurants completely, it would be more than 25% full. There's a percentage of the world that would say in San Diego that I'm going to the restaurant, period. I think there's a percentage that would say I'm not going, period. And there's that middle ground that I think that's pretty large that might check out the restaurant. And if they see there's more than people, some people in there, they they probably wouldn't go in uh, even without any laws right now. Now, of course, that might not stand for, you know, young college town areas, et cetera, of San Diego. But uh, in general, I think people have a respectful fear of the virus at this point in time. I, I say all the time on this show that I try to be as honest as possible, and I'm sure you're in a similar boat than, as me because you have young children as well, that my kids are the most important thing by far to me, right, beyond anything else. They are 12, 9, and 5. If I could will allow them to go to college this fall i would because based on looking at the data i think we have to get back to some form of normalcy and they are relatively speaking you can't make them anybody can't make them 100 percent safe and i know you know this because i think you have a daughter who is if i'm not mistaken in college now do you think as you look at the data that it makes sense for college kids to be back on campuses come fall well 
I think there definitely could be a case for college uh, kids to be back on campuses. I think there's a definite case to look at putting my, uh, you know, first graders next year, second graders uh, back to school. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, it, thankfully so far the virus has been fairly safe for kids. The worry, of course, is grandparents. And right. I think our concentration at this point in time needs to be on preventable deaths, i.e., you know, uh, making sure elderly or those with medical issues uh, uh, are appropriately uh, uh, separated, et cetera, and, and cautious. But also, as we continue right now, making sure that nobody who gets coronavirus is is without access to care, uh, preventable deaths. You know, uh, I think it's a darn shame if even one person dies from coronavirus because he or she doesn't have access to a ventilator who otherwise would have been okay. It is very sad if anyone who gets coronavirus ends up passing away, uh, but if they pass away on a ventilator and everything was done possible, uh, that is a darn shame, but that's not the same tragic nature of someone who dies because they would have lived if they had access to a ventilator. Uh, so I I think there's some differences there. And as long as we have access to medical care, we should still be careful and, and keep people safe as possible. But, uh, you know, uh, there's going to be uh, lots of other societal problems, as you point out, if we continue to just mass closures. I I'm not saying be silly. I'm definitely against the protesters we see up the road in Orange County, you know, in, in uh, you know, uh, protesting the, the closures all in close proximity. I think that's absolutely silly and gives uh, reasonable people a bad look who are trying to talk about what might be good for society in general. By the way, uh, as we're talking news out, 3.2 million more unemployment claims filed in the last week. That takes us to over 33 million people who have now lost their jobs, a level of job loss that we've never seen happen this fast before, and we frankly haven't seen in this country since the Great Depression. Uh, that is the latest uh, breaking news. We're talking to Dr. David Chow. He is at ProFootballDoc on Twitter. What is the scene on the ground so far as you can tell as a doctor based on hospitalization and whatnot in San Diego? Are you guys back up doing elective surgeries? Are the hospitals taking in patients for things other than coronavirus? What is the latest on the ground there? Elective surgeries are starting again. Uh, but what I see, thankfully, the hospitals uh, still are fairly low on coronavirus, you know, and uh, uh, there's still patients. Uh, and, you know, as part of flatten the curve, there are going to continue to be patients. It's not going to be zero. But, you know, the quote, official opening of electric surgery hasn't provided the rush that some people would think. Uh, the uh, My patients, and, and as I talk to other doctors, a lot of patients are still cautious. Uh, they certainly are still worried about going to the hospital because they view that as a coronavirus central area where you might get it. All of my surgeries are outpatient surgeries, but people are still cautious about, hey, let's, uh, it's, you, you know, they don't want to be the first penguins in the water, so to speak, uh, as uh, as the elective surgeries open up. So it's going to be a slow process uh, for society to return towards normalcy whenever that is fully allowed. We're talking to Pro Football Doc at, at Dr. David Chow, um, or at Pro Football Doc, Dr. David Chow is with us, former team physician of the, at the time, San Diego Chargers. 
at some point in time, Doctor, I know you you know this because I think we've talked about it on the show. The initial theory for why everybody should stay at home was to avoid overloading hospitals. You mentioned uh, no one has been who needed a ventilator has not had one. We now have made thousands of extra ventilators uh, that can be shipped all over the country. But in New York, they did not overload hospitals. They did not overload ventilators. Everybody was able to be treated. It seems at some point in time, the argument has pivoted from we have to stay at home to avoid overloading hospitals to now you hear a lot of people saying, well, it's not safe to go out until we have a vaccine. How would you respond to that from a medical perspective? Do you agree that there has been a shift in terms of the rationale for which people are not allowed uh, to be out of their homes? And what would you say about how and what we should be doing going forward? Well, full disclosure, right? I'm an orthopedist. Uh, I'm not an epidemiologist or infectious disease specialist, but being a medical professional, uh, looking at what's going on, and obviously this is the dominant story of of, of the year, of the decade, and maybe and maybe our lifetime. I pay a lot of close attention to it. Uh, there's no question that that uh, uh, I still want my mom, who's in her early 80s, to stay very separated from society, uh, stay in her house mostly, and and uh, so forth. Uh, because I want her to be safe. Because if she gets it, uh, you know her mortal her her death rate is going to be a lot higher than than others. And so there's a appropriate amount of caution with this. But in general, there's no short term fix here. Even if there is a vaccine, realistically, it's sometime in 2021. And even so. Uh, it's not necessarily guaranteed to work uh, because usually the testing takes a lot longer. Uh, it probably is going to get fast-tracked by the FDA. And, uh, you know, there's no magic bullet to this. I think our lives have changed. You know, I don't know that we'll ever really handshake again. And no matter what happens, I think you find everyone's going to find themselves keeping their distance a little bit societally. It's kind of the new normal, and I think it's a way to figure out how to get things going again in a safe manner. Um, you know, people often talk about, uh, uh, you know, look, if, if we're worried about car accident deaths, right, no one should go on the road. That's not practical. So we should focus on making cars safe, making safe rules on the road, wearing seatbelts, not speeding, not tailgating, having our cars well-serviced, and really trying to step out drunk driving. The same thing here. We need to concentrate on what we can prevent here in terms of uh, society and the spread of the disease, working on, obviously, a cure and a vaccine, but in the meantime, being smart about how we do things. Outstanding stuff, as always. Dr. Hopefully, we're going to be talking about individual injuries, I hate to say this, that actually happen on the field for a change as opposed to uh, entirely health-related conditions that aren't directly connected to sports. I appreciate your time, however. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. The fact that his wife showed up. People asking me, why did they leave the door unlocked at the orgy house? That's a good question. Whereas everybody just so excited, like they ripped the door open and they're just ripping all their clothes off and they just slammed it behind them. Nobody deadbolt. I mean, this whole thing could have been stopped if they had just deadbolted the door. Well, technically they didn't have the right numbers. So maybe there were more coming. 
Unless, maybe there's more people coming for the orgy. Bro. Doors open, happens, bro. bro. That is, if you don't know, that is Earl Thomas, who uh, his wife was chasing him around with a loaded handgun and a knife when she caught him in bed alongside of his brother with two other women. And by the way, Keith Bullock, former Titans player, sees the story, reaches out on Twitter. I missed the part about an orgy. I read Earl and his brother each had a woman in the bed with him. Call me naive or inexperienced, but one-on-one sex doesn't sound like an orgy. Not even by definition. So this has been, it's been controversial, my use of the term orgy to describe this. I just pray for us. You, you guys looked up the definition of an orgy, and maybe they require five people to be there? Yeah. So four not quite there? Nope. But the fact that that's what people are reacting to, my use of the term orgy, and not that a guy's in bed beside his brother banging somebody, and uh, stuff like that this both happens, of them bro. are married, and that the wife showed up with a loaded handgun with two other women with her, including somebody armed with a butcher's knife. I love this, by the way. You get a call from your girl. She's like, my husband is banging somebody else. And the first thing you think to do is grab a butcher knife and roll out with her. Now that's ride or die. I'm not saying I agree with it, but when your girl calls you and says, we're going to go catch my husband, he's banging one of these dirty hoes, and the first thing you think is, oh, you're right, and you grab a butcher knife and get in the car and go with her while she sits there with a handgun. By the way, most underrated part of this entire story, Earl Thomas's wife busts into the near orgy, a.k.a. the orgy, with a loaded gun and screams, I got something for all you hoes. <laughs> this is unbelievable. You can't even write anything that's that good if you were making a movie. And uh, stuff I like mean, this she's happens, got bro. the gun in her hand. She bursts into the near orgy. There's naked people everywhere. And she screams, I got something for you hoes with a loaded gun in her hand. And by the way, the girls start recording it. I don't know what, that's the crazy world that we live in. If I don't know about you, but if I'm naked in bed and somebody comes running in with a loaded handgun and screams, I got something for all you hoes. If I'm one of the hoes, I'm running. She's got something for me. Instead, the hoes thought, I got to make sure I get this on film. I got to get my phone, hold up. I'm going to record myself getting something, getting shot. Think about this. This is how addicted people are to their phones and filming stuff. The first thing you think is not, oh crap, this dude's wife has got a gun. She might kill me. It's, I got to get this on film. And you know what? I can't wait to see the film. I hope that leaks. Uh, By the way, this is the Geico Outkick Studios. And this is going to be an incredible transition. Mother's Day is this week. Earl Thomas. Nice timing, bro. Stuff like this happens, bro. Is he going to get his wife flowers? I don't know. Seems like it'd be kind of a difficult thing to... Hey, sorry about the orgy, but here's some flowers. But Mother's Day is this week. And for the first time in our lifetime, many of our mothers and grandmothers, they're isolated from their family members. But Lowe's is doing something to make them feel special. Lowe's is donating $1 million worth of floral baskets to moms and grandmas in more than 500 senior housing and healthcare facilities around the country. 
Lowe's is partnering with Uber to deliver these baskets, and they're also targeting COVID-19 hot zones, including in New York, Seattle, Chicago, Boston, Houston, Miami, and others. Pretty cool seeing Lowe's spend $1 million to do this for the sole purpose of making this holiday special for mothers around the U.S. It's a tough transition to go from Earl Thomas, but it is Mother's Day coming up on Sunday. And make sure you take care of your moms. Again, I'm not saying I'm the best son that's ever existed. My mom would say that I am, but I'm not saying it's necessarily true, although it is. But I've already got flowers delivered to my mom at her house. She already got them. 1-800-Flowers. Get hooked up. Thanks to Lowe's for everything they're doing for mothers around the world as well. Uh, We appreciate all of you. Thanks for hanging out with us. Remember, stuff like this happens, bro. And it pisses me off that it got out, but it's the world we live in today. Earl Thomas preaching to the choir. Uh, We will talk to you tomorrow, Friday edition NFL schedule coming out. Looking forward to it. Thanks for hanging with us. This is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at First first Listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.